Welcome to the 155th edition of the Brexit Business Podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Gallagher. It's been a few weeks since our last edition, as our home and studio were badly hit by Storm Arwen. Two weeks with no power, heating or internet, and equipment to be replaced. No fun at all, I can tell you. But then, it hasn't been fun watching the situation at Westminster. I try not to get too political in my monologues, as we are a business podcast, but I think it's important to make comment and suggestions, as we're now firmly into the continuing uncertainty of 2022. So, as well as Malcolm's monologue, this edition brings you Hughes News and a 2022 Hughes View, brought from Hugh Morgan Williams. So, let's get on with the show. In these challenging times of the 2020s, you need to know what's happening in the world of business. Hughes News, written and presented by Hugh Morgan Williams, brings you your essential news digest. This week, the Foreign Secretary launches a charm offensive to improve the temperature with the EU. Business bosses plead for a streamlining of red tape as lorry delays build up in Calais and labour shortages persist. And new figures show British exports to the Irish Republic have fallen by a fifth since Brexit. A joint communique issued by Liz Truss and Maros Sefcovic described their latest talks as cordial. Liz Truss invited her European counterpart to Chevening, her grace and favour mansion in Kent, and wooed him over a dinner featuring the best of British produce. The Foreign Secretary is said to have charmed EU diplomats during protocol talks, with one Brussels insider commenting on markedly improved atmospherics. French President Emmanuel Macron is calling for the UK and EU to get back on the path of trust. A further round of talks is scheduled for next week. This trust is said to be confident she'll not need trigger, trigger Article 16 of the Northern Ireland Protocol to pacify Brexiteers as long as the Prime Minister faces the same turmoil within the Conservative Party. Conveniently, Liz Truss this week arrived in Australia for more talks on trade and defence, sparing her any speculation about her possible leadership ambition. British lorry drivers are still reporting huge queues and disruption at Calais following the introduction of new paperwork and rules of origin compliance this month. The British Chambers of Commerce said this week the government must streamline the process and has also called on them to issue more visas to address persistent labour shortages, particularly in the agriculture and hospitality sectors. The Irish government released new figures this week showing exports from the UK have fallen by a fifth since Brexit. This amounts to a drop of 2.7 billion, according to the statistics offices in Dublin. Finally, Brexit-supporting pub boss Tim Martin said this week, that number 10 staff would have been better off parting in his pubs in May 2020 rather than celebrating number 10's garden. He said with tongue firmly in cheek, his train staff would have been able to deal with any hijinks and that his CCTV would have helped with any subsequent inquiry. Welcome to Malcolm's monologue. Now, I've become very disappointed in the shambolic stories emerging from Downing Street. To me, credibility and trust are key in business but it appears not to be the case in politics. How wrong is that? If we are to seize Brexit opportunities, and you know we paid badly for it, haven't we, and make our play on the world stage, then truth and trust will come to the fore. So my question is, how damaging to the UK is what's been happening? As business people, we all jealously guard our reputation. 
customers expect us to deliver on our promise when they sign the order. So I personally believe that the recent goings-on have given doubt in the world of the UK reputation. The resignation of Lord Frost as our chief Brexit negotiator was especially damaging at the end of 2021, given that he was a close ally of Boris Johnson. And the statement recently by Lord Heseltine that Boris going, if he goes, will open the door for us to back out of Brexit and get back into the EU. I, I can just see the EU gloating at that. As Russell Howard, the comedian, said, they would likely make us reapply, but only if we called ourselves so sorry land. I feel that the appointment of Liz Trust as replacement as well as holding down the job of Foreign Secretary as well as Woman and Equality Briefs, the question is, does this downgrade or dilute the importance of Brexit at this crucial time of so much change in January 2022? Now, over the past year and a half for our BVTV channels, I've interviewed over 650 business and thought leaders around the world. The common comment has been the importance at this time of authentic, honest and conscious leadership. Based on the comments from my BVTV and their criteria of becoming such a leader, it's obvious to me that this is where we are lacking. But what does 2022 hold for us with relevance to Brexit? I have a sneaking feeling that the EU is sensing even more of our weaknesses and is keen to exploit them. They can throw an awful lot of bureaucracy and frustration in our way in many ways. For example, around May 2022, you'll need an international drive licence. And for the sole trader, that may cost around 1200 That's £1,200. Then there's the recent new January paperwork to contend with. Uh, good luck with that, with so many civil servants still working from home. And in the midst of it all, we may likely face a conservative leadership battle as letters keep arriving for Sir Graham Brady from Tory MPs claiming they've lost confidence in Boris. Whilst there may be two contenders, Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss, the whole leadership exercise takes time and diverts attention away from the economic issues of the day. So what's the answer? For Boris to realise he's had a kick up the backside, big time and either make firm changes and show true leadership or get out quickly. Think about this in the light of your own business. Would you tolerate your business losing its reputation, being mistrusted, having infighting amongst your senior team, lies, sleaze, strange use of funds? No, you wouldn't. But all this is a big picture, you may say, and I'm a small fish in that big pond. Wrong. There's plenty you can do, as I'm finding out talking to clients and BVTV guests. You need a forward vision action plan that meets the needs of today's business. I call it a conscious compass. The four points of my conscious compass are planet, people, profit, and the North Star, though, is purpose. You can find details on my conscious compass at uh, bizvision.co.uk. Just click on the conscious tab. The thing that you are going to do about to implement the conscious companies is to ignore all those Westminster goings on, to ignore your competitors and just to focus on your people and your customers. So gather your team around the compass and tell them the exercise is to compete 
internally. Yes, compete against yourself, not others. This way you will genuinely look at how you can do things better across the four points of the compass. Now, the result is that you can start on the journey to being the conscious leader of a conscious business. And one thing I would like you to suggest to do is during your team gathering, ask them this question. Don't say, where do customers trust us? Go the opposite, say, where do customers mistrust us? Mistrust starts to kickstart trust. The result will you'll be a lively, a great place to work, recommended by customers and stand apart from others who may likely have no clear direction. And especially you will stand apart from the, all the reputation risks that other companies may face by association with our government. Try it. It works no matter the size of your business. Thanks for listening. Fake and misleading news exists and it can be dangerous for you. Get a true view of the news with Hugh's View from Hugh Morgan Williams. Often prickly but always insightful. This month's normal service has been interrupted by that row over parties and the Prime Minister's involvement. Enough airtime and column inches have been expended on this issue to last a political lifetime, which might be quite short. But it does illustrate the plain fact that as a nation we are much more intolerant and divided than we've been for 300 years. David Davis's comment and quote from Oliver Cromwell, in the name of God, go, illustrates the last occasion when the country was so divided. Brexit, of course, has lit the touch paper of this division with poll after poll showing the country is still as divided as ever on the European issue. In the 17th century, we had nearly 50 years of division, a civil war and a short-lived republic. We need to learn the lessons of this and let calm heads prevail. Charles I provoked a revolution because of his demands for more money and his liberal views and sexual conquests. Some are comparing our current Prime Minister with Charles I. Boris is in grave danger of, if not losing his head, losing his crown. Thanks, Hugh. Well, we've certainly got 155 uh, to bed and the year of 2022 started. Now, what's it going to hold for us? Well, we'll be here every other week to bring you our thoughts, news and actions you can take. Thanks for listening.